0: Hey, good morning or good afternoon, whatever time this podcast is finding you at, this is my wake up podcast. You are not tired. You're just uninspired and I am here to help you. I am the creator and founder of Life Minded and Free. I am focused on helping women who are unfulfilled live above mediocrity and create a life of their wildest dreams because you can have financial and time freedom. You can have a good marriage, you can have a good relationship with your kids, you can have a good faith, a good health, and I'm here to show you how not only I did it, but how I was able to teach thousands of other women to do the same thing. So welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. But what do you mean by that?
1: So I just, I mean, I just feel like I, with this whole transition, it's just been a lot for me to kind of stay on the path. Right. So I just have felt like I, am okay, I need to get past this one thing and I need to do this one thing and I need to, you know, I need to get my office ready. I need to, so now I'm like, I'm organized. Like last week I spent, um, a bunch of time, like go, like literally did all of my bills for all of November. It's so like all of next month. I don't have to think about paying bills. Like I, they're already done. Like they're done, they're set up, they're ready to pay. Um, and then like just went through all of the stuff that i brought home from my other office and like unpacked everything and so it was like it was a lot of that a lot of just like needing to really finish off and close that chapter close that door of what i was doing so that i can step into you know and, and get more of a, an idea of what the flow is going to be like for me with this new job too because um Taryn, like you and i were talking last week and you know you were sharing with me how like what you do in your office is just like work like you just do work in your office and um and i can see how easy it can be to get wrapped up in like doing everything you know you're constantly in here so like i spent no time well saturday i spent a little bit of time in here because um friday i basically took the afternoon off and um and just like went and did some things. And so I had some actual work to do. So I spent a little bit of like an hour or so in here on Saturday, but for the most part, like yesterday, like my door to my office stayed closed all day. I did not come in here at all. And so really kind of trying to find that balance of like what I'm doing in here, what I'm working on, when I'm working, what, job I'm working at what time. So like this morning, I've literally been up since 4.15. So I scheduled, I scheduled it. I scheduled a meeting with my boss who is in Israel. So for her, it's like, you know, it's like the middle of the day. Um, And so I scheduled a meeting that early for me because I knew I I needed to touch base with her. I know her calendar is really busy today. And so um, I'm like, I just want to get in really early with her before her day gets busy and just kind of talk about some things. And so I've already been up for like two hours and I've gotten a ton of stuff already done. And I always say this, like I am morning is when I have the my most energy, like evenings <clears throat> is when I, my brain shuts down. And, um, so I'm most creative in the morning. I have the most energy in the morning. Does getting up out of bed at four fifteen feel great? No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Is
0: this fun? No. But. Oh, you should do that. That real? Like, do I like it? No. <laughs> Is it fun? No. But do I do it? Yeah, yeah. I do. You exactly. should totally do that because that's like exactly what you're doing. I'm like four yeah.
1: fifteen. Oh my gosh. But it's yeah, really you get so much more true. done it's so early for you. Like, are you okay with this? And I was like, yeah, this is actually like I scheduled my time (laughs) with you at this time on purpose, not because, you know, you forced me. Um, so, you know, for me to like to get up early and just like get my day started and, and do, you know, just start for, for me when I get up super early and I have time to like kind of brain dump a little bit, like, think about what I want to do for the day, it gives me so much more like balance and direction of actually what I'm going to get done for that, for that day. Even if it's, even if I don't write it down, even if it's just a matter of thinking about it, like in my head, like I'm doing a mental like task list. Um, it, I mean, it's obviously better if I do write it down, but it gives me like a direction and so I feel good. Like, I already know what I'm going to do today. Like, I know when I'm going to work out. I know, like, she was late. I got up at 4 15, she missed the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, I you know, I juggled things around and I almost thought that I wasn't going to make it on this call because she wanted to reschedule it. But we ended up finishing up early. So, um, well, there's a couple things that you
0: said. One is so. The question that I asked is like, what were the things that were frustrated and like, what are the things that are holding you back? And you started to say like, you know, last week it was like a lot of stuff and I don't see that at all as anything that held you back. I'm looking and seeing like you did all your energy leaks, like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff is actually good, productive things we're doing, things that are just weighing you down that you have to get done. You did all of your energy leaks. And then now it's there's no wonder why you're pre-planning your day because step two is be proactive instead of reactive. So now that you got all that stuff done, now you're like, okay, when am I working out? Plug it into my schedule. When am I talking to my boss? Plug it in. When am I running errands? Plug it in. You're being so proactive. And then you just feel better. Your brain is clearer. You feel happier. You feel more fulfilled. You feel more creative because you're doing more things yourself. Mm -hmm. And It's funny you say about the making the list first thing in the morning. Last night, I was talking to John and there was a few things that were coming to my head that I wanted to do today. Like I was like, okay, I need to like, I I take a, a while to transition from thing to thing. And some of you might be like that too. I never realized that until my therapist told me that this year. And she said, it's the transition that always throws me off. So when I, I was telling her how I'm always in such a bad mood when my kids get home from school. Like when my boys get off the bus, I could be in the greatest mood and all of a sudden like something shifts in me and I'm annoyed. And I don't know what that is. And so I'm like wondering what that was. And really what it is is because I'm working, I'm in mom mode and I see the bus pull up. And that means stop working. The kids are home. There is zero transition. I usually am not even off my computer before they're walking in the door, throwing the mail at me, mom, they're all loud. They're like, this is what happened. They're like, And I'm like in work mode. And so when I started developing that transition, it made the world of a difference. And there's things that you can do when you transition like shower or work out or take a nap or read or clean. Or so usually I will like get up, give myself 15 minutes, put some music on straighten up, clean the house. And then they walk in and that made like the whole world of the difference. So Last night, shifting from like Sunday night into Monday, my weekends are like no work, nothing like I just am with family. I allow myself to do whatever I want. I'm allowed to nap. I'm allowed to like do whatever guilt-free. We do whatever I want guilt-free on the weekends, whatever I want to do with my family. And so I'm like, okay, I need to shift into what time am I waking up tomorrow? What am I going to do when I wake up? What, what kind of important things do I want to do? And so I typed in the notes section of my phone, a little mini to-do list today of things that I want to do. And the things that I put on there weren't just like, they actually weren't things that I had. I already have my to-do list and I'm, I have it written down somewhere. So I like, I know what I need to do. This was more like, I wrote a couple affirmations for myself to read. And then I said, think about our dream house for 10 minutes. Scroll Pinterest, add things to my dream house board, read all my affirmations on my computer out loud. I need to make my next steps list to make more money. Like how am I going to flood my bank account? What are the things that need to be done in order to do that? Because it's not like, oh, like April, I saw your comment in the chat that you said, um, I can't recruit for the life of me. Like, why can't I recruit for the life of me? Is it just me? It's because you're not ready and because you're blocking it. Like, that's the only reason why we're not making more money. It's the only reason why we don't have more sales. It's the only reason why our teams aren't growing. It's the only reason why we aren't growing, being more successful is because we're blocking that from ourselves. It's a belief or it's something that we're not ready. It's things that we've been putting off. It's resistance because the Holy Spirit inside of you is like, hold on a second. We're not ready for this. So just wait a second focus over here. You know, it really is like learning to trust that resistance in yourself, but pulling it back. Like, why is this not working? Why am I not resist or why am I resisting this? Why does it feel so unnatural? And I wrote down, cause I want to do a training, like an IGTV on your own rhythm, because a lot of it is just being in tune with our own rhythm. Alicia said in the mornings, I'm super creative. Do you know when you are really creative? Do you know when your brain is working the best versus the worst? A lot of people don't work well early in the morning. They don't work good like nine to two, and they work better like three to two in the morning. (laughs) They're like, or like 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. Like, I could get all of it done, but the world tells us we need to fit into a mold and you're not going to be successful unless you're working nine to five and you're lazy unless you're working nine to five. And so it's like letting go of that and realizing, like, I don't need to do that. I need to do what's right for me. When are you clearer thinking? When are you in a better mood? When are you more energetic? And then place certain tasks in your schedule during that time. For me, between the hours of, like, 2 and 4, all I want to do is go to bed. Like, I just need to lay down for a second. I need to close my eyes. I just want to snuggle with my girls and just turn my phone off and forget the world for a little bit. And then all I need is that and I'll come back at it. But I don't want to do that some days. Like I need to be productive and I know that for myself. So I started scheduling calls in between those times. So I don't even have a second to think, oh, I'm so tired. If I'm just sitting at my computer doing office work, I can ditch myself and go take a nap. I can be like, forget this. I'm going to do this later but I would rather do office stuff in the morning when I'm like, okay, let's go. Like what's next on my task, getting all this stuff done. And then when I'm like, Oh, I just want to take a nap. I'm like, Oh, I have these phone calls and I do one call and it pumps me up and I'm ready to go. And so really be specific about your own rhythm. What feels good to you? What doesn't. And that's why your intuition is always worth more than someone else's advice. Because someone can tell you, okay, this is your schedule. This is how you have to set it up. This is what you need to do. And that's why so many people like us don't like to be these employees that are put in a box and have tons of rules because it's like, we, no, I'm not doing that. Like Alicia, you're thriving so great in your job because they're already giving you the freedom and you see that they told you that. And then now they're giving it to you where you're like, oh, heck yeah. And it motivates you and makes you want to do more and show up more. And now you're accountable to yourself. And so a lot of companies are realizing that Mm -hmm. and it's great, but a lot of companies aren't realizing that. And that's why they're going under. And that's why things aren't going good because they're not adapting, especially younger people coming into the workforce now. Like that's even more
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like it's, there's even, they want even more freedom. They want even more leniency. They have want you, have more you
1: Have you seen the Amazon commercial? There's an Amazon commercial right now that talks about, um, there, it like showcases, I think like three or four people. And like, each of them are saying they want a certain thing. Like I want, <clears throat> I want to work full-time, but not, but only in the afternoons or something like that. Like there it just like said this uh, one of the other ones is um I need this, this, and that. Um, oh, but I also need it, I need insurance. And so it like says all these things, and then at the and it all sounds like outlandish, outlandish stuff when yeah. you're just like hearing them one on one. And then at the end it says, like, it's it's an ad for Amazon, like come work for Amazon. Like this is what it was like tuition reimbursement and things like that. And so it is true that you know there's people are finding that they're, they they want to work differently like they want to move differently in the world they don't want to work be tied to a desk from 9 to 5 or you know in some in now granted like 9 to 5 is is good for some people like my husband is a very structured person like i don't think that like he's that type of person that's so programmed into believing that this is how you have to move through the world this is how you have to work that literally when i got this job he was like this is not a real job i just like he wouldn't even be happy about it for me at all even when i got my offer letter he was like are you sure like you should really read that again, you know, and I don't
0: even realize we're stuck in our old ways. Mm-hmm. We don't even realize like what we're just thinking because it's what we've been told.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But there's so many other ways to do it now. And I think that the companies, like you said, that are realizing that there's other ways and there's, other, and people are actually more productive like I get so much more done in like three or four hours than I would in an entire day sitting in that office. Mm-hmm. Like so much more done.
0: And you're and, happier
1: and, and
0: you're yeah. more fulfilled mm-hmm. and you want to do more. You're like, hey, can I book a four o'clock meeting on your schedule? <laughs> right. You never would have did that with your previous company. No. they're like, can you come in an hour early for a meeting? You're like, um, no, you can come in an hour later for me. Like <laughs> I'm not. Doing that right because it's just the whole like respect thing, and they're giving you an inch. And you know, it's like I don't know, it's sad to me that people will not change Mm -hmm. and they're so brainwashed that they don't even realize it. And what I love so much about network marketing is that it's the best gateway where you actually see this huge group of people that are doing something different, they're swimming upstream, they're going against the grain. And it's like, wait a second, wait, there's this, this is a thing. Like, I don't have to work. There's people actually making money doing it. They're real people just like me. Like, that's, I think what's so great is you get to see this big picture. Our spouses don't understand what we're doing in the beginning because they're like this. Okay, babe. (laughs) I love you. Please don't do this. Like it's going to break your heart. You're going to fail. It's going to be embarrassing. You're going to spend all this time like, you know, because they love us and they don't want to see us fail. And it's something so bizarre. It's like, why are you trying to do this? Okay. Don't try to do this. When I realized that the crazier thing that I do, that's like totally against the grain and I'm going to go for it. Those are the things that actually are the things that like make people like super successful, like Amazon. Mm -hmm. Like Jeff Bezos creating this. Don't you think people told him he was crazy? Don't you think people were like, Jeff? Okay, come on, man. Like, this is never, this is never gonna work. Like I'm telling you, no one's gonna buy a book online. Like duh, this is such a waste of time. But he knew and he just felt it and he knew and he was innovative from birth. He just thought differently. So instead of trying to change your thoughts to be like everyone else, think of these crazy things in your head that you feel like you can do, the things that are different, that you're like, I'm going to do this. I am going to go do this. And have the belief in yourself so much that you will actually do it. That's all you need in your brain is just to believe it. And if you 100% believe in what you're doing, You will accomplish it. I don't care if you said my goal is to speak at the White House in front of the president. Okay, great. You will do that one day. If that's really what you want, you will be able to accomplish it. But our problem is that we lose belief. And Terry, I saw your comment where you said you're really struggling with what you're even supposed to be doing. Like, is this even what am I doing? Is this even what I'm supposed to be doing? I'm wasting all this time and spending all this time building all these things. Like, is this even the right path for me? And my question to you would be, are you waking up in the morning and spending time by yourself being like thinking in your head, what is it that I want to achieve? Where am I going? And you're praying, saying, God, lead me to the next breadcrumb. Help me to be really focused and my ears open and listening to recognize any direction and any person who's supposed to be in my life and any book and anything that I see any ad on Instagram, any person's post that just like hits you. If you're not, if you're not, um, praying for that every morning, you're going to be distracted and you won't even know the path that you're on. And, and I guess you don't even have to do it every single morning. But you need to be doing it every at least every couple of days. I mean, ideally in the morning, yes, or every morning, yes. But even if every couple of days you're kind of like, okay, where am I at? What do I feel like doing? Um, You'll still be able to stay on, on the right path. And when you feel these like moments of inspiration or moments of clarity, again, around the times that work best for you, if you feel like journaling journal, if the thought pops into your head, like I should journal this, grab your journal and journal it. Because what I have found out over the last week is that that's your creative brain knocking at the door. Like, Hey, we should journal. And then the other side of it's like, I'm not journaling right now. I have too much stuff to do. Or what am I even going to write? Or like you totally just like hijack that thought, but it is creativity knocking. And so Every time that I journaled, when I've had that inclination, the Holy spirit, my intuition saying like journal, I started journaling and I journaled after the call last Friday, right when it ended, I felt so inspired for some reason. And well, because we had talked and talked to April that morning. And it was just like a very inspirational morning. I felt like a lot of creativity stuff just kind of fell into place. And I got off the call and I felt like I should journal and I grabbed a pen and paper and I redid my entire brand, like not redid it like where it's going to change a lot, but I redefined it. And I even, I have the goal. I have six steps that I'm going to teach people my funnel, like six, six steps of my funnel, um, putting them through. And then I even highlighted in green all the ways that I can make money. And I did this in like 10 minutes, sitting down, grabbing a pen. And it just like poured out of me. And I was just literally, it's so messy. I was just like writing so fast because it was coming. So when you feel that, like journal, actually do it. Just take like five minutes. Be like, okay, I'll just write whatever comes down in my head as fast as possible. And because that really is your clear definition, you know, if you're on the right path, you just haven't asked yourself and was quiet enough and truly listened to the answer that you first hear and you just know the answer um, you have to pay attention to that. It's like, my brain is saying yes, but something is telling me no. Like, I just had this opportunity, um, that Alicia gave me and she was like, well, was, you know, going to audition me for, and was like this thing. And oh my gosh. And we were like screaming on the phone, like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And I was like freaking out. And this is incredible. And I cannot believe this is happening to me. And then I just kept feeling like, no. And I'm like, no, okay. I'm not saying no. (laughs) So I told John, I was like, I feel like I should say, he's like, you should not say no. You should say yes. Say yes. Shake your head. Say yes. I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like the answer, like I shouldn't do it. Like I just, I, in my, I don't know, everything is telling my brain. Yes. But like deep down somewhere, it's like, no. And it wasn't fear. That's like, he's like, you have to just do it scared. Like you tell people, I'm like, it's not, it's not fear. I'm not scared. It's yeah. There's some things I'm like nervous about, but it's not fear because I will do the same thing somewhere else in a different like setting. So you have to like trust in that though, in yourself. And if you don't, and that's why number one is when you're really ready to fall in love with yourself, you're really ready to give yourself grace give yourself so much love and stop trying to change who you are and start to fall into your rhythms and who you are and what makes you different from everybody else. And when you start to really love that part of you and you realize like I was created for a reason on purpose and I am, I am awesome and I am wonderful and I'm so unique and and it's not a conceited, oh, I'm perfect. I'm the best. I'm so successful. You know, it's not like that. It's like to your core, you start to really realize how much you're loved and how cherished you are and how special you are. And no one is here on accident. Nobody. Like God wanted every single one of us for his own reason and has put that inside of our souls. And it's like, come on. Terry, like, I love this about her, like, okay, I'm going to put this in her and this is going to be amazing. And then because the world tells you you're not, and because we suffer with traumas and we suffer with past experiences and all of this, then it's like, we don't believe in that anymore. And the flame goes out. And then we spend our whole lives just wondering, like, am I enough? Is this enough? Am I good enough? Is this going to work? Am I, am I crazy for thinking, you know? And then it's like, and God's like, Terry, I told you, like I told you, you're amazing. Like, I need you to tap into that. And so it's really, it's, it comes from love first. That's why people who are broken, they can't ever get to the level that they need to because they keep sabotaging it because of the way they think about themselves. Um, just like if you're in a toxic, abusive relationship, I have a a girl right now that I'm mentoring who young adult woman has a boyfriend, no kids, nothing, just a boyfriend. And in 10 months, there has been five things that have happened that are like big red flags, like cheating or breaking up or being sneaky or like lying about crazy stuff. And I just told her, I'm like, you are only in this situation because you're choosing to be in it he's not your husband. You don't have kids with him. Know your worth. How dare you let somebody treat you like this? How dare you? Like you are the daughter of a king. Are you serious? Like you're the princess of the world and you're allowing someone to treat you like total scum, walk all over you, lie to you, cheat on you. Like, what are you doing? And it's the same thing in this world. Like you might not be in a toxic relationship, but you might be the reason why you don't have friends because you're blocking it. You don't let anyone get close to you. You don't put yourself out there to meet people in community. So many women are lonely and there are a lot of hands being stretched out. There are a lot of boats that are driving up to your island, but you're not even seeing them because your head's buried in the sand. And you don't even know that people are coming out there saying, get on my boat. Let's go. Come on, get on my boat. And we just block it because we don't think, oh, they don't really like us. They, they won't really like me when I get there. They, they're just saying that out of obligation. What am I going to, anxiety creeps up, fear creeps up. And it's it's going to ruin your whole life. Fear and doubt is going to ruin everything for you that God has created for greatness. And scarcity, it's November 1st. I mean, how many people I, all I thought about all weekend were all of the people that I've been talking to everyone in network marketing who is so stressed out and they are like, I don't know if this is ever going to work and they're sacrificing so much and they're just feeling so unsuccessful. Like that's what breaks my heart. It's like, I just feel like a loser. I feel like this is never going to work. And that's so sad to me because it's just your, what you're doing isn't working right now, but people feel overwhelmed. They just want to have fun and live their life. They want to be with their kids. They want to unplug from their phone. They don't want to have to show up and do IPAs and make phone calls and look through reports like crazy. Like people don't want that all weekend. I was thinking of all the people who were doing that still. And I was thinking how sad it was that it was Halloween and there's people out there being made to be anxious and hurry up and let's trick or treat. And we got to go home and, and we don't have time and no, we can't go there after. Cause we have to go home and go to bed. I have to work. And it's like that stress. And I just, my heart broke for all of the moms thinking like they just want to get ready with their kids or Halloween. And they just want, and so many people aren't doing that. So many, cause I remember doing that. I did that for, I mean, my last seven years of Halloween's have been like that. Nope, hurry up, mom has to work. I have stuff I need to do. Or I'm working like crazy Friday, Saturday so that I don't have to work as hard on Sunday. It doesn't have to be so hard. It doesn't have to feel that bad. When we try to force something to happen, every single person needs to reread if you haven't read it um, or read for the first time Gabby Bernstein's book. Um, She has quite a few of them. Um, The very first one is spirit junkie. Now, every time she says the word the universe or anytime she says the word um, like mother nature or the power inside of us, like whatever, I think of every single time I think of God and the Holy Spirit. That's all I think of. I don't believe in anything else. I actually think when she kind of goes on tangents about some stuff, I'm like, this is so sad you're not giving God the credit for this. Like you're giving the credit to mother nature or something. I'm like, what are you doing? So, but if you listen to those books and you, and then super attractor is the second one. I listened to super attractor when I was going through a really hard transition while I was leaving network marketing and shifting into what I'm doing now. If you're going through a really hard transition in your life and you like can't stop the negative thoughts, you, you feel like you're blocking yourself you feel like you're sabotaging your own success, you are in scarcity mode, you are just like, you are just overwhelmed and you are bogged down. That is a book that you need to listen to to make you understand how you are the person standing in your own way. And so I listened to it when I was transitioning out, which was the best book ever to listen to. And I knew it was my next breadcrumb in that moment because while I was going through that transition, I was so tight with God. Him and I were just together nonstop. I would wake up. I know he's with us all the time, but I felt I constantly was talking to him. Like every time I got a message, every time I got a phone call, every moment I'm like, I cannot do this without you. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. But I knew that he called me to do it. And I knew that he would equip me if I turned to him and he totally did. And Alicia had mentioned super attractor. And then I heard it again. And then I heard it again. And then, and I kind of just forgot about it. And then when I was in that transition, someone else brought it up and I'm like, okay, I need to just finally read this because I, I felt it, like I knew what it was, but then I felt like you should get this book. So I did started listening was the greatest thing I did. I just started listening to it again and didn't even realize that I'm already back to the same exact thought patterns that I was in in August when I left network marketing. And I'm literally right back into the same thought patterns. No, they're, they're not the same. It's not like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not enough. That's completely gone. I, I know that I can do this. I know that I'm chosen. I know that I can, I can go on, but then there's things in there too. Like, well, is this the path that I want to be on? Like, is this what I want to do forever? What is the next step to this? And oh my gosh, I like, if more people bought my course, I could, we could move into our new house. So maybe I should just do that. And, oh, I need to sell more. And then I'm like, wait a second. It's not about what I'm selling. It's not about what I'm creating at all. That's not what it's about. And so listening to her book, super attractor, she goes through like the first, the introduction to the book is like kind of long. Honestly, I would just skip it. Um, I feel like it really just kind of messes up the book flow because <laughs> She like says like, you in, know, in where you're going to learn blah, 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 and tells you everything you're going to learn in the book. It's like, okay, can I just read the book and learn it? Like,
1: it's a That's good, like, saying about it.
0: Yeah, maybe, like a, <laughs> maybe like a good ad. Like if you wanted to put that up as an ad, like in this book, you'll learn like all of this, but I'm like, okay, I just want to start learning it. So yeah. like, it's almost like teasing you. Cause she says like, do you feel like blah, 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 blah. We're going to learn how to do that. And then also <laughs> like, just tell me right now. But the chapters like one and two are already so good. Just, they start so powerful. And chapter two, she talks about all the different things that are blocking you, like the need to perform and the need for more and, um, the, the need for people's approval and like all of these things where you're like, oh yeah, that's like totally me. And she talks about if you're doing this, here's why you're doing it. And here's what to do instead. And so it really will open your eyes to so many things. Yes, April.
2: I saw your hand up. Um, I wanted to say two things, actually. One, I can really relate to what you're saying, because I went through all of those same feelings when I first started network marketing about, like, worried about people's opinions, and can I really do this? And I know I can do it, and I feel like I've moved forward from that, but then, like, now it's into, like, the next stage, like, exactly what you're talking about, and that's how I know, like, we're so aligned, but that I'm not, like, unusual, is because you're sharing that and like it's just like our next stage of whatever uh, of life but um I also think that like the clarity of my brand is what holds me back from like being that super attractor of recruiting because I'm still not like 100% clear um and then I also saw this chart and it's like really you don't have to do a whole lot to be a millionaire like it says you just need to sell so so many courses at whatever price point and that just got me thinking like uh, it's just really not that hard but um you were talking about like people in network marketing and like them like panicking this weekend and stuff and one thing that I saw and I was like I I'm like so happy okay so number one I feel like I don't not hit my goal very often and I didn't hit my goal this month and so like that was a hard pill to swallow but um I seen some girls post and they're like um like practically begging for like an order which I mean you got to do what you got to do but they're and then they'll be like message you like I know you've seen my story can can I help you get something and I just feel like it's so desperate and so icky that um, like it just reminds me of like that I don't want to be like that. So what's worse, not hitting my goal or feeling icky and doing things that I don't want to do? Well, do and you I
1: remember felt- being like that before? I remember
2: being like that.
1: I, I definitely 100 percent
2: those messages.
1: I definitely made yes. those posts, and I'm just like, yes because I and I and I don't know maybe we saw the same person or not. Or maybe it's because it was the end of the month, but I literally had that same exact like moment yesterday I was like scrolling through somebody's like reels or whatever and she like made this reel about you know I'm trying to hit this big goal and will you help me and you know and that was exactly the same thoughts that I had was god I remember being that person like I remember being at that stage I remember um feeling that that end of the month like doing everything you possibly can to attract every every person that you're talking to everybody and not talking to anybody and you know like all of that like i remember being that and yeah. it, obviously it you know it, it it honestly was not that long ago it was what like
2: a year ago couple months Third ago,
1: ago. Like, <laughs> you know not that long ago but i remember like months that ago when i think about those people when i see that i honestly don't feel bad for them I just feel like you
2: are in they their, have to learn. In, at their
1: time. Like this, that is. This is their time to be learning that lesson, right? Because we all have to go through it. We all have. It, it's similar to what Tara, what you were saying about the girl who you were talking to in the relationship. She's a young girl. You know, she's. It's just her boyfriend. You know, all that stuff. And it's like. Some of some of these things we have to go through. Like we have to. Like nobody should have to go through abuse, but. You know, there's certain things like that we have to do to get us to the next point. Like, you can't time jump. You can't skip over it. You can't, you know, you can't bypass it. You have to go through it. But, like, go through, you know, go grow through what you go through, kind of thing. But,
0: <laughs> you, what's really sad is that I remember uplines telling me that that was the good thing to do. Right. And that's what I feel bad for people for is that someone is making you feel either they're leading that way and showing you, this is how they do it, or they told you to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're doing that. And so the advice is going against your intuition where everything inside of you is like, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do it. But you do it because you have to hit the goal. And because everyone's telling you to do this, I remember hearing the advice if you ask people that you know, and you really say like, Hey, will you do me a favor? I really need this. It's a 60 day money back guarantee. I'm really trying to hit this goal. I'm trying to earn a cruise. I'm trying to earn this VIP thing at convention. I'm trying to earn this award. I'm trying to earn this special invite to a party. I'm trying to, whatever you are trying to do. And if I get five people to do this, I'll get exclusive access to this training group. If I get And it's like, I remember telling them, like, if you ask the people that are closest to you and you really call them and they can hear the tone in your voice, I have literally been guilty of giving this same training because I'm like, okay, this is what we do guys. This is what they said. Like call people and be like, Hey, do you want to help me out? People that love you want to help you out. They want to help you. They want to help you earn a cruise So just ask them. And it's like, it's like getting to a point where it's like, just stand on the corner with a sign asking for money because someone is going to feel bad for you and they will do it. And the goal is just way better than all your morals and all your values and all everything. I'm just going to go out and do this. So it's so sad to me that like these people are getting bad advice. And the upline is ruining, is sabotaging, is actually making you take longer to get to your goal than what you're going to if you just trusted in yourself, because they're making more money, because they're edified, because they're on this pedestal, because they're better than you, because they've ranked up more than you. So your opinion doesn't matter. Your advice doesn't matter. Shut up. You're only second rank. Follow the people at the top. No. (laughs) Like, how about that? No, I'm not doing it because your intuition knows better than their advice. So, the best thing inside of you is what yourself is saying, not your brain, not what your brain is telling your brain, what your gut is telling your brain. Where logically it makes sense to do this. It's just like tithing. So, tithing is like a really touchy subject. I feel like some people are like, all the church wants is your money and you know, whatever. Okay. I'm not talking about like right or wrong. The Bible says to tithe to whatever is feeding you spiritually. Your brain will think, I can't even pay my bills right now. I'm definitely not going to be able to pay my bills if I give 10%. That's like a lot of money. I'm already in the negative. I don't have anything to give and I'm supposed to give this over here. And that's how I thought for so long when we were so broke and everyone told me Just do it and watch God show up and give you even more money. Like, watch God bless you. You just have to trust it. And when I finally did it, it doesn't make sense on paper how it worked, but it worked. And although I gave this money, I received all of this back. And I can't explain it. My brain can't make sense of it, but I know in my soul that that's what I was supposed to do. And I got a reward back. It's really like the same exact thing. So, I feel bad for people that are getting bad advice. And so the reason why I am showing up and doing what I'm doing is to inspire people to believe in what their gut has been telling them and to go forward with who God made you. And Terry, your comment on here isn't surprising to me that you said, I have been so busy wrapping up this contracting job and so focused on the fact that the constant paychecks have now dried up. So now what? Because your thought that you're thinking of, am I, am I even on the right path? Am I even doing what I'm supposed to? That thought actually came from scarcity and we're about to have no money. Aren't you scared? What are you going to do? You've been trying this business forever. Have you made money yet? Have you done it yet? Have you really got it going yet? And so then your brain is like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, right. What, what am I going to do? And is this, am I crazy? I'm never going to make money doing this. Who's even going to buy from me? I've been doing this for how long? Nobody's bought from me. I haven't like made a ton of money. And then you just spin out of control. And then you snap at your husband and then you're in a bad mood. And then now you're feeling anxious. And now, and then it literally just spirals you and you're just in the valley. And right, just like that, in the snap of a finger, you're stuck in the mud. At the bottom of the deepest valley. But step one that I wrote down on Friday was hitting rock bottom. This isn't like, okay, I'm going to go one step and then two and then three and four. And then think God I'm at step five because I never want to go back. No, you can slide back to step one in one wrong step because as you're walking up the mountain, some of the steps are actually icy and you're going to step on them and it's going to shoot you all the way back to the bottom. Step one is you're at rock bottom and you need to realize you're at rock bottom. Don't keep thinking you're at step five and now there's resistance. You need to realize, like, hold on a second, I'm back in the valley. I hit an icy patch. Love yourself. It's okay if you're clumsy and it's okay, you know, whatever. If you didn't see the ice and you fell, it's fine. Everybody falls. Everybody makes mistakes. Everyone makes wrong steps. Like, give yourself grace. Don't be mad at yourself for doing it. And then step two is you need to do something about it. So now you need to do something that is going to snap you out of this like say affirmations, read your book, um, make a list of what are the next steps that I feel. I love listening to things at that moment because you're in the Valley. And I think that the biggest thing you need to do is actually listen in the Valley and like, listen to advice and listen and watch for the next breadcrumb because you're following God. You're not feeling you, you're not following you. And so when you actually start to do that, um, or if you're getting out of the valley for the first time and you're like I am done enough is enough because we don't just we don't just get out of the valley mentally with building a business you can be in the mental mental valley of a toxic relationship to use the same example like step 1 is your oh my gosh what am i doing what have i been doing this whole time it's time to wake up number 2 is do something about it leave the relationship quit the job stop smoking Quit drinking. Whatever it is, the thing that's like in you where you're like rock bottom, I need to change. Do the big, scary change in your life and to be able to change that. And then um, number three is just continuing to know your worth and what God says about you. There's like books that you can buy on Amazon and all over the place. Um, There are promises God has given. It's like all his promises from the Bible. Everything he promises us, It's all in there together, and some of them they're broken down in devotionals, like a different promise every day, or like you can just get the whole book of promises, or promises about marriage, promises about love. Like there's different promises that you can get in this book, but because you need to realize that God gave you this passion and this mission in your heart and what He has given you, nobody can mess up. So you're like, okay, I'm at rock bottom for a second. I was a little nervous about money getting a little scared it's okay what is god telling me to do close your eyes tap into what are you thinking what are you feeling like god is telling you to do write it down do a little journal session of this is what i'm doing this is what i'm here for recite some affirmations read the promises and you're going to be like right along on your way and just, and you can go through steps 1 2 and 3 you can go through that really fast down and back up the goal is to recognize it so quickly that in one step you slide back to rock bottom and the next hour or three hours or one day, you're like back on the horse. You're like, okay, I'm back to step three again, it's fine. I fixed it. But sometimes you don't realize that you've fallen at the bottom, maybe you're unconscious and you're laying there. And if you wake up and you're like, whoa, I've literally been out of it for two weeks. And that's what happens and we get into depression. And we get into anxiety and we get into all of those things. Like you really can hit hard and the devil really gets you because I believe that as you're walking up the mountain, the devil is like pouring water on spots and he like is trying to cool it down and like put the snow, like, ha ha, she'll never know. And then you walk in, it's like, whoop, slips. And then he's like, I'm going to make her think that she's clumsy. No, you're not clumsy. It's actually not your fault. You've been tricked. You're not realizing what's happening. And so get that super fast. That's why we need to be daily in the word, daily reading. I, I love, I, I just started reading the Bible. Like literally, I am like a very, I've been a Christian. I got baptized when I was I think in like 10th, ninth or 10th grade. And I went to youth group. And then when I had my, I fell away from the church for a little bit. When I had my boys, I started going back to church every Sunday. I was really just a taker of church. I would just like go there and just take what I could and leave until just this past, when I had my wake up last August of last year is when I first was like, what am I doing? I was living in this constant fear of like state of everything awful, you know, living in there and totally living in the valley. I like moved to the valley and like set up all my stuff and was like, I'm never leaving. This is my life. And I was miserable. And I would cry to John and say, I'm so miserable just because I thought money and ranking recognition was going to make me feel amazing. And I realized that it didn't, I was like still in the Valley. So, um, yeah, you don't want to live there. But when I got to that point last August, that's when I really had this like spiritual awakening. And I realized that all of these things that I've been, that I've been talking about all year, like is when they all flowed into my brain and, It's just so crazy how I would hear all of these, like I went to, I mean, I went to church thousands of times and I swear I never heard anything they were saying. Like just this past year, people telling me, like hearing about stories in the Bible. And I don't know if it's because I started listening to Elevation Church at the same time. God really used Elevation Church in my life. They're a church out of North Carolina. I've never been there. I would, I literally want to move there and like join, join their ministry. Like I just love that church, but it's just the way he talks. But every single sermon, he talks about someone in the Bible or someone, and I have learned so much through what these people in the Bible have gone through and their stories of what they actually were done. And the way that he, he picked, I think that's what gives me so much hope and knowing that like God chose me is because every single person in the Bible that had a miracle or every single person in the Bible who was used to change the entire world was this like broken, sinful person who had like murdered people and who was an adulterer and who, uh, you know, just all of these things where it's like, okay, wait, you are using this person to do this. Like, of course you're going to use me. Like, why do I feel like it's so crazy? And like, I'm like, okay, God, I've been following your plan for a year and a half. Well, uh, almost a year because in December, at the end of December of last year, I heard God tell me, follow me and you will be successful. Be as close to me as you can. And we're going to change the world together. And so I let go of money. I let go of rank. I let go of recognition. I was like, I'm just going to do what God tells me to do. And so it's been almost a year of following God's plan. And I feel like, okay, God, I've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> like, when is it going to work? Like, when is, when is like the money going to flow in? Or when is like, when am I going to buy my new house? Or when am I going to, uh, you know, I want a house so bad, uh, a lot of land. Not really, like, I don't really care about the house itself. but I want a lot of land because my son who has ADHD uh, and he's not into anything else besides dirt bikes like he's into nothing. Nothing fills this kid's heart, like riding his dirt bike. And all I want is like 10 acres for him to build trails and for him to be able to escape and go and ride his dirt bike. That's all I want. And so for me, like, that's what I'm clinging onto. And that's why I made it my, on my to-do list that this morning, I wanted to focus on my dream house for 10 minutes. And I wanted to look at Pinterest and I wanted to add things to it because I know that that will make me see the vision that will make me feel like, okay, we got to keep doing this. There is a goal, but I'm thinking like, it's been a year, God, come on. And then I learn about Noah and he built the ark. Okay. Let's just say this for one second. Imagine it hasn't rained in 40 years. We're in a 40 year drought. First of all, imagine like what it would be like outside and the world would be chaos, right? Like there's no water. What's going on? 40 years. And then I start building this ginormous arc, like half the size or a quarter of the size of the Titanic. And I'm building this arc in my yard. And you're, what are you building? I'm like, oh, I'm building a boat because the world's about to flood. You'd be like, Okay, <laughs> uh, okay, and God told her to do it. Okay, this girl is crazy. And then for over a hundred years, I continued to build it in my yard. A hundred years. Noah built the ark before it rained. And did he think, "Oh my gosh, I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm so crazy. What am I doing?" I'm sure he did. But his faith kept him doing it, and he. Saved his whole family, and he was the person chosen to change the world. He wasn't an amazing, perfect man. It was just who God chose to do it. So, you have been chosen to do something. So, just think about that. Anytime you're feeling like, Can I do this? Am I crazy? If you close your eyes and you feel like this is what God told you to do, and you feel it in your soul, just know that if He set this passion and this fire inside of you, nobody is going to be able to blow it out. And if you continue to believe in what you're doing and believe in your mission and believe in the fact that you're going to change the world or you're going to change somebody's life, someone out there needs what you have to say. They need your validation. They need your comfort. They need your inspiration. Someone out there is about to quit. They're about to spiral out of control with their fitness. They're about to spiral out of control with their marriage. They're about to spiral out of control in their health. And you have the next thing that you can tell them to do. A mom is pulling her hair out, feeling like she's all alone, feeling like I have no idea what to do with this child. I don't even know where to start. I'm so overwhelmed. Can I do this? I don't know. And you have the answer. You have that. You are going to grab their hand and say, it's okay. I'm here for you. Imagine someone doing that for you when you're in those darkest times, someone that could lead you and help you out of it. It's, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be the best person at it, but you are chosen and you're going to do it. So just cling on to that and know that you are the person for the job. There's a book actually called You're the Girl for the Job. And maybe that's a book that you're feeling like you should listen to. And She is a pastor's wife and the book is so good. And it talks all about that you're chosen for what you're currently doing. The people around you right now, you are the person for the job. Don't think that someone else should be doing this. You're the person called to do this. If you've already gotten this far, you're probably pretty sure what I'm talking about. You're probably pretty sure like this thing inside of me, I think I know what this is maybe you're too scared to address it. Maybe you're too scared to talk about it yet or admit to it or say like, okay, I'm going to do it. Because when you say you're going to do it, then you actually have to do it. And that's scary too. Maybe you're not there yet, but you know what it is. You know what God's called you to do. So can I share real quick.
1: Yes, please. Um, so just totally on that note, you know, it's been like, 4 years that i have been trying to like launch and do this coaching health and wellness business and like and i've gone down like so many different roads of of what i'm going to offer and what i'm doing and how i'm doing it and in what ways and honestly when this whole thing happened with i'm going to quit my job it happened so fast. I mean, I had been talking about it for so long. Like I'd been talking about doing something. I did I had no idea how long it was going to be before it happened. But then when I actually set my mind to it when i when I told like when I put my foot down and said, I'm gonna quit my job and immediately like took action, like you said, like first, it's acknowledging it and then taking and then doing it, right? and took action and started actually looking for a job. Like it all happened so fast. And my intent in the beginning was a couple of things. One of them, one was to give myself more time to be able to focus on my business, right? The other was to give myself and my husband our lifestyle, the freedom to be able to move wherever we wanted to. So I knew that both of those were going to be, I need to work from home. I need something that's going to allow me to, to, to not have to go clock in somewhere. And when I found this job, it wasn't, I wasn't really, really looking for it specifically. I was actually looking for something different and when I, I was open to it, but I was not desperate for it. And when I interviewed for it, I just said, you know, I'll just see what it's about and see if it aligns with what I'm doing. Like I'm not making any promises. I don't know for sure that this is, would be good for me, whatever, whatever. And then after I started speaking to some people and realized that what the values of this company are, are very much in line with what my values are and my mission. I knew that it was was going to be a good fit, but I didn't know exactly how, right? I knew that it was going to give me the two things that I needed and I had been wanting. It was going to give me the time and it was going to give me the freedom to be able to move to wherever we wanted to move to. And just last week, I was asked to, we're having, um, we're having this kind of like company-wide meeting next week at our corporate offices. And um, I was asked to lead a wellness session. And I was like, never did I think that that was going to come about when I interviewed for this job. I was very very open and told them exactly what I'm doing as far as my own business is concerned and what my life passions are and what my values are. Never did I think that the two would really marry in that way. And so I think it it just something like that proves the fact that you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know exactly, but trusting that what you have inside that gut, that feeling of if that, if that tugging is, is, is constantly there. This is what you should be doing. This is what you should be doing. Follow it because it could show up in a different way. It may not. I mean, there are so many things like I can't even like, I can make a list, but it's so long of all of the things that have happened over the last year that have, not turned out exactly the way that I wanted them, that I thought that I wanted them to in my head when I had it like my, when I had the map of it planned out, but it's so much better the way that it did turn out. And it's so much better because that's what, what your purpose is. You, you know, you do these things, you, if you follow your instinct, if you follow your gut, if you follow that tugging, it's going to lead you to where you're supposed to go. Regardless of whether you think that that's the direction that you're supposed to go in, whether, regardless of whether that is, that's the picture that you have set up in your mind. It, all of what's happening right now is not how I envisioned it at all. Not at all, but it is completely in alignment with what I'm, what I want to do, where I feel like I should be going completely. And we we went to Tennessee, I, we went and looked at some houses. And I think that my husband is really starting to understand now the magnitude of the things that I can do when I manifest. Yeah. So there's, and I won't go into all this, because I know we're, we're, um, you know, we got to get off, but there's this thing called human design and um, even like look it up, but I've done it before and it And I found out that I'm a manifesting generator and what manifesting generators do is they have like a strong ability to literally make things happen. Like you think about it, it happens. You think about it, it happens. And um, I think he started to realize that because when we came back from Tennessee last week, he said to me, he came home one day and he said, I don't think we should move yet. I think that we, really should stay here for a little while longer. My grandmother's, you know, she's not getting any younger. If we move, I won't have any more time with her. I know that I won't, like we won't come back maybe like once a year. And so that stopped my direction of what I was doing in that one aspect of the whole purpose of me doing what I'm doing right now was so that we could move, right? And so I turned off that focus. He knew that it would happen. Like it literally, he knew if he didn't tell me to stop it, that it would happen. And, um, and so that, you know, I just think they, just to piggyback on everything that you, that you were saying Taryn is just like, don't stop in what you've, what that tugging, you know, and following that tugging on your heart, following what you feel like, like Terry, you said, you know, I don't know if this, is. you know, the direction I'm supposed to be going and if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And and when you wrote that, that was exactly what I thought too. I'm like, you're saying this out of scarcity. It is scarcity. It is not because you don't know. You do know, you know, so don't stop, keep following it. You'll, you, you know, you're going to, if you follow it, you'll get to where you're supposed to be.
0: I love all of that. that you said, that's so (laughs) awesome. And to hear you say that, because I know of how far you've come and where you were and to go from that scarcity mindset and from the, I just have to rank up. I just have to make this work. I just, that whole thing. And I used to love when people on my team used to message me and say like, okay, I just have to make this work. I'm like, I will do anything to make it happen. I need this, I need to pay this bill, I need to get out of the hole, I need to retire, I need to quit my job, I need to, whatever it is, and they're like, I'm just ready, I'm just done, I loved that, but now looking back, I don't love when people did that, because you're doing it out of scarcity, out of this thing, and I need this to work, and I don't know what I need to do, but this needs to work, and so when this needs to work, and they tell you to make your plan A, plan B is plan A, you know all these things i like ptsd from being in this industry for so long like that was something that people would say like this you know your plan b is your plan a you're never going to quit this thing has to work you have to do this it's conditioning you to already be in scarcity and already in fear and already in the, this needs to work and oh my gosh and and i hate that people operating out of that so to know that you were a fellow we need to call it something like a, a fellow fear <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> to know that you were a sufferer, <laughs> a scarcity sufferer. Mm-hmm. It's nice to, to hear you say that and to see you on this other end. Now, after you quit your job, you, you know, and you're following the breadcrumbs and you're like, well, whatever, pivot and change, pivot and change, like whatever it is that I need to do next. So you all know what you need to do next. Like Alicia said. So if you need to close your eyes when we get off of here, write down a few things of what's next. What's my end goal and how am I going to get there? What are the steps I need to do to get there? And what's my end goal? Because if the goal is to make money, okay, fine. You can say that just for sake of, I need to make more money. What are the steps I need to have in place in order to do that? Okay. Work on that to-do list, but it can't be what's driving you is the money. It's I just need that to know the steps. And then, okay, once I do this, this is where abundance and fulfillment and happiness come when it's on the other end. So Okay, thanks for listening. Thanks for all of your input, Alicia. And thanks, um, Terry for talking and April for sharing. I appreciate all of you so much. And um, for you guys getting on, Tracy and April, you guys have a great day and we'll see you back here Wednesday. So we'll see you then, bye, love you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed my wake up call today. There's a few things that I wanna mention before I let you go. One is if you haven't watched my number one secret to six figures in network marketing, head on over to my Instagram, which is at life.minded and click on the link in my bio. You can find that video there. It is phenomenal. Some of my favorite books, some of the biggest things that have changed my life in that industry. Another thing I wanted to mention is if you feel like I could add value to your life, go ahead and click on that link and book on my calendar a 30-minute discovery call. This is completely free and you'll get to know me a little bit better. You can ask me any questions you have and I can tell you what it would be like working with me one-on-one in a coaching program or a little bit more about my branding course. My branding course can be found at mentoringthemasses.com and that is a lifetime guarantee. You get lifetime access, and if at any point you are dissatisfied, you get 100% return on your investment. That's pretty great. And then don't forget to like and follow me over on Instagram and YouTube. If you subscribe to my YouTube channel and set it to have all of the alerts, you will get a notification on your phone every single time I post a new video. Thank you so much. Remember, I believe in you. I love you. Thank you for following me. God bless you.